Tonight's After the Show episode of Speak LA the Podcast is sponsored by Actors Connection. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Q&A portion of our podcast live with actor Yannick Truesdale. We hope you can join us next time. For details on all upcoming Speak LA events, please go to ispeakla.com. That's the letter I, then speakla.com. All right, and now let's go to questions from the audience. You ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just going to, I didn't even. Okay, this question is from Mary Catherine. Mm-hmm. Did you know Amy's idea for the ending before she left mid-series? Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's a succinct answer. Mm-hmm. This question is from Grace. What advice do you have for fellow international actors wanting to work and live in L.A.? What do you wish you knew when you were first starting in the industry? Huh. Uh, from what I hear, getting a work permit is crucial and very hard. Get on that. Um, get, <laughs> getting an agent in this town, which I was clueless, is the hardest mm-hmm. thing on the planet. Amen. Mm-hmm. Don't take it personal. It's hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so buckle up. It's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And study, 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 and develop your own network, your own friends, do your own things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those would be the three things. Work permit, reality check with agents, mm-hmm. and uh, training, and building your own community. Yeah. Cool. Great. Uh, this question is from Tani. I hope I said that right. All right. Um, I just wanted to thank you. Oh, I just wanted to thank you for your work. Oh. Gilmore Girls helped my family through a really difficult time. Thank you for having brought joy to us. Oh. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Tanya. Very welcome. That mm. makes me happy. I agree. Yeah. Hmm. This is from Sophia. What tools really helped you succeed in becoming a full time actor? Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't even know if I know the answer to that. Um, as I said before, uh, what makes uh, someone being successful or having a career in this industry is still mysterious to me 30 years later. So I, 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 uh, I take my job very seriously. I work really hard on everything I do, um, perhaps sometimes too much. I should let go. But I, and I treat... Um, auditions as if they were jobs. Mm. I don't audi- I prepare the same way as if I'm going on set. Mm. Um, that's my way. I don't know if it's, but I think nowadays, especially with a self tape, they want to see where how far you can go with it. Mm-hmm. Want to see a polished mm-hmm. presentation of something. Right. And so for me. It's the same. I go on set or I go to an audition. I prepare exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has helped me in, to some capacity. Um, and also embracing uh, who I am and what I have to offer and my quirkiness and all that makes me me and that makes me likable to my friends. I now have stopped fighting it and it's when I act, it's in, it's in there more and more. Mm-hmm. I've become more um, 
at peace with uh, who I am, I guess. That who I am is enough. Is mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. It's good. I love yeah. yeah. This is from Rebecca Knowles. Mm-hmm. What has surprised you most about this industry? What do you wish you would have known? Uh, it's a bit senseless. It's a bit, it's an industry where uh, one year everyone is calling, then the second year no one is calling, you're hot, you're down, you're too funny, you're not funny enough, you're too black, you're not black enough, <laughs> uh, you're too skinny, you're not built enough, uh, you're too old, you're too young, you're not young enough. It's just... Um, <laughs> So it's it's at the end of the day, none of it makes a lot of sense. Um, you just have to be you. But I, for many years, I took it personal. All of these uh, notes that I would get that I again, the message I kept hearing is that what you are is not what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. We need we need a, and then and then suddenly you're it. I've had moments where I'm it, you know, and. Gilmore, when the f- show first started, we were invited everywhere, went to Golden Globes, the SAG, this and that, and you're it. And, and I got chosen by Variety as one of the 10 actors to watch with Ryan Gosling, and oh, you're it. And then everyone is calling. But then, surely enough, you will not be it. <laughs> it, it it's a balance. You're it, you're not, you're it, you're not. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way it is. And so you just have to uh, learn to ride that wave and not take it personal. It's not so much about you. It's the nature of that business. Everyone is thriving on the next new thing, and everyone is looking for the next hot star. And so it comes with the game. But it's it's a it's at, at times feels very unfair because any other business. After 10 years of working and being good at it, you build the clientele, you have, and mm-hmm. then you, you, you kind of build up on that, and you have a stability. Yeah. Not in here. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Can be 20 years, <laughs> and then you won't work for five years. I have friends mm-hmm. that have, didn't work for two years. Like, it, mm-hmm. just the way it is. Yeah. So if you don't have that temperament to deal with that, and you need stability in your life, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from Cassidy. Yeah. What was the greatest part of your acting career? Wow, the greatest part of my acting career. So far. I think the lifestyle. Mm. Not to have to go to an office, to not know what kind of year I'm going to have. It's always unpredictable. I meet people I never thought I would meet. Um, I play parts that I never thought I would play. Uh, I learn things I I never thought I would learn. The unpredictability of my lifestyle, I like. Mm -hmm. I don't like the financial unpredictability (laughs) of it. But luckily, I have been successful. I've made money in my life. And I have a business, as I said. I own a spin studio. So I have Mm -hmm. a solid foundation compared to many other people. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, I'm no Tom Cruise or I'm no, you know. So like anyone else, I... I, um, It's very interesting. Aging makes you want 
to want stability mm-hmm. and security, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it doesn't come with my life choices. <laughs> so you have to juggle with that. And one way of juggling with it was to open a business, mm-hmm. uh, which luckily my business is successful. So that's great. But uh, yeah, the freedom, the freedom, the being able to go on vacation tomorrow morning if I choose to and kind of reinvent my life every year and make it different. And I like that. I like that. Yeah. This is from Bianca. What's the role you enjoyed the most? I mean, it's, it's hard to walk away from Michelle because <laughs> Michelle changed my life, uh, introduced me on a global stage changed my financial life, gave me recognition all over the world, which is something very uh, interesting, to travel and be in a country where you don't speak the language and having people stopping you on the street. Uh, <laughs> wow. Michelle gave me that. Yeah. I never had that before. And so, and he was fun to play. He's a very specific <laughs> character, and, uh, and I enjoyed... Uh, everything that was coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, I have played uh, less known parts. I'm about to start a new show uh, in Canada, uh, a CBC show in French, and the part was written for me, and I'm learning. I'm in the midst of, I'm, I have the lead of the show, so I'm in the midst of learning all the episodes. And He's fun. I'm having. Uh, he's fun because he's very, very close to me. The writer knows me, and it it shows in the writing. And I kind of feel like I'm playing myself for the first time. Yeah. And I'm really peeling the onion. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to go as close to me, as authentic as I would be reacting to all the situation. And it's fun to. Um, to kind of strip naked emotionally in that sense. So I'm having fun with this guy. And um, yeah, those would be my, I mean, it's going to change. You would have asked me the question 10 years ago. I would have probably talked about a couple of plays that I've done that, uh, but uh, right now those are my two, uh, yeah, my two picks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is from Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, who looked after you when your mom went to India for a year <laughs> and you were 12? Oh, that's not a good story, actually. Um, it was um, 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 a friend of my mom, and uh, it ended up not being a good situation. My mom had no idea. She thought it would be a good situation, but it was not a good year for me. Um, so when my mom came back, I told my mom I wanted to go live with my dad, but I didn't know my dad. <laughs> I don't know that's going to be possible. (laughs) Uh, But I did call my dad. I found my dad's number while my mom was gone. I was in a desperate moment. And I called my dad. And the wife picked up. And I didn't speak a word of English. And he didn't speak a word of French. 
Your dad or? My dad. And so he passed the phone to his wife who spoke French. And I said, I think I'm your, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm his son. And (laughs) my mom is in India. They must have thought I was out of my mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's so ballsy. You were 12? I was 12, but I felt like I needed someone and I didn't know who to call. And I was like, I have a dad. He should, (laughs) he should, he should, you know, step up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so a friend of my mom to answer the question. Yeah. Wow. Um, this is from Naomi Rose. Have you ever had a moment during the time of Gilmore Girls that you felt a moment you wanted to discover other roles? Yeah. You know, it's very interesting. I'm always surprised, not anymore because it's been 20 years, but I'm always surprised the impact of this character mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it was a tiny character. He was not in the show a lot. He was a comedic relief. He would come in and say, you know, I really rarely had a storyline that was about me. Mm-hmm. And so it felt... Um, I felt frustrated uh, uh, often in the little that I had to do and wanted to do more within the show and wanted to do more in my career. And so it was uh, at times a little challenging because you're there, you're in a hit show, you have this great character, but you're not doing much. So at times I was a little bored with it. And yes, I wanted to do something else. But you don't walk away. I don't know who said that in the business, but you never walk away from a hit show. I yeah. think it's, it's, it's a big mistake. And I had a really cocky manager a year two who said, you should be a movie star. You should walk. <laughs> they, they're not treating you right. And this was like, yeah. I said, are you going to pay my rent? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to pay my rent? Yeah. Yeah. So bye-bye. Yeah. I changed manager. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is from Ria. Uh, I hope I said that right. Ria Cannon. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what has inspired you the most to keep going in your career? Probably really, really deep insecurity. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, by now it's to what am I going to do? <laughs> I mean, I'm 50 years old, you know, it, this is it. Um, and I love what I do and you have beautiful moments and it's not always beautiful, but at the end of the day, the art of communicating human emotions and behavior into an audience, I find it beautiful and, and I still love it. Uh, it's the business aspect of the business that, that after so many years at times, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, that's why when I have friends with kids and the kid or kids ask me, oh, what do you recommend? I, I'm thinking of becoming an actor. I was like, is there anyone else you love? <laughs> Any, anything else you love? Is there anything else you love? If, if so, do that other do that. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's too tough of you a do job. It if you have to, right? yeah. yeah, but I love it at the same yeah. time. I really, I really do. Um, 
And when you, you know, this year has been a great year. Last year, I have a movie with Sigourney Weaver and Margaret Qualley that is opening the Berlin Film Festival in three wow, weeks. And you have moments like that. You're like, oh my God, I'm so lucky. I'm so excited. So, you know, it's still, it's still fun. Yeah. Yeah. This is from Marquis Miles. Did you find your mother being a yoga teacher helped you be more free for acting? Huh. I was so embarrassed that my mom was a yoga teacher because, first of all, my mom is white. Uh, and I, so I didn't have a dad. So and she was a hippie with long blonde hair and blue eyes. And she would, we lived in the country. There was a time in my childhood where we lived in the country. And she would do yoga, go back, okay, 40 years when no one did yoga. Now it's trendy, <laughs> yeah. but no one. So she would do yoga on the side of the house when the school bus would pick me up <laughs> and she'd be like, you know, dude, I'm like, all the kids are making fun of me. Like I have a crazy mom. Um, so I was just really embarrassed by, by her and by that. And they were smoking weed at the time where it was not legal to smoke weed. It was drugs, you know. She was smoking drugs. And I was really against that. And we, we were vegetarian. And I would go to the neighbors to eat chicken. And, you know. Everything she was about, I, uh, no, I didn't, uh, no. <laughs> no. But now she's very trendy. Now she's, now she's very now trendy. She's, she's very in. God. This question is from Isabel. How has the industry here in L.A. changed over the years in your eyes? Any pros, any cons? Well, I think it's, you know, there's, what, what 520 scripted series? Mm, right. That's, I'm almost insulted not to be on this show right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, really? I can't get a show right now here? Um, um, but, you know, I think the streaming and all of that, I think it's beautiful. We, you know, it was very, we had, when I first started here, we had HBO mm -hmm. that was a little, ooh, wow, you know, we're different, doing a different kind of television. But it was a lot of network TV, which I have never really responded to the shows on network TV. Mm -hmm. um, so I, the television that we have now is, much, much more exciting to me than mm -hmm. it was 20 years ago. I think TV yeah. is actually more interesting than what we do in the movies, mm -hmm. uh, with movies right now. So I think that's the biggest change. I feel like it's the golden age of television. Yeah. And uh, if I was a kid and starting, I'd be really excited about it. It's, it's great material, mm -hmm. great storylines. I'm obsessed with successions, for those mm -hmm. of you who have seen it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say, uh, and also the ability, you know, we didn't have self-tapes. And I think for a young actor who is not known and has the ability through a smaller agency maybe to send a tape that they wouldn't have seen in the past because mm -hmm. the, that person wouldn't have had an audition. Yeah. And now they have a tape. So they can watch the tape for 30 seconds and be like, oh, you know, there, there's, yeah. there's an in there 
that wasn't uh, possible when I first moved here. That is nice. That's true. Um, and you can always, even if they don't want to see you, you can always do the self-tape and the agent can send it. And if they haven't found at the end of the day they had a shitty day, they have a couple of extra self-tapes, they can watch it. Yeah. So that's a big change. Yeah. Those are both big changes. Oh, this is from Ayanna Taylor. I would love to know more about your hosting experience. Oh, uh, what about it? <laughs> um, well, the first show was called Special Delivery. Uh, it was a daytime talk show for, for teenagers, really. Um, and we're doing all kinds of segments, movie segments and music segments. And uh, I was live, so it was at 4 o'clock. At 4.30, the show had aired, and it was over. I love that. I love the fact that it was live. Uh, <laughs> again, because you have an urgency. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. I thrive mm. on that. And uh, so that was a lot of fun, but it only lasted a year. And then I hosted, so the National Celeb Celebration of Quebec would be like the, your 4th of, uh, of July here. Mm -hmm. So, for, but Canada has one, but the Quebec, because we're Frank, Francophone, it has its own national celebration. And uh, these two famous actors were supposed to host uh, that year. And I'm not sure what happened, but they ended up not hosting. And the, the committee and the network decided to hire the new generation and ask too young. And someone uh, mentioned my name. And I hosted with uh, Nathalie Mallet, which was a, a famous actress now. And we're both kids. And it's so funny. It's live. We're in front of 15,000 people live. And it's a big show and the biggest music stars of Quebec. And I'm introducing all these people. I've never done TV. And it's just like, oh, my God. But, um, yeah, we did it. Wow. I don't know what I would think if I would see that show uh, in retrospect 30 years 30 years later, but um, <laughs> it's out there. Yeah, but it's fun. Hosting is fun. It's just um, it's a tricky thing because if you host too much, you then you're then a host, and you kind of lose um, the credibility as an actor. So it's something that I wouldn't be willing to. I mean, obviously, if you host like one big show, like the Oscars and this and that, the Golden Globes is different. But like to have a, a talk show, and then it's a different career. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not I'm not interested in that career. Mm -hmm. I'm not yet. Like, who knows? Ask me in 10 years. Maybe I'll be jaded and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a question from Megan Carlson. What has been your greatest challenges working in the industry, and what have you done to overcome them? And then a follow-up. Gilmore Girls is one of my favorite shows. It means so much to me. So who do you think Rory should have ended up with and why? LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> uh, the greatest challenge, well, you know, unfortunately being black when I first started was a, quite a challenge because there, there really weren't that many. There were another black actor and that's it. And the, the roles were so stereotyped and it was just, uh, that was a big challenge. I didn't expect, I guess I didn't plan it. I didn't think about it. I just went, you know, it was mm -hmm. kind of an accident becoming an actor. I didn't think, oh, sorry, I didn't think about it so much. But then the reality of it, when I realized what was my casting, mm. which was not a thing that occurred to me ever, um, <laughs> that was challenging. But, uh, you know, 
If your casting is not the color of your skin, then it's your persona, then it's your height, then it's... So I've, I've come to a place where now it's just me. So, you know, I and we're at a place where being black is almost an advantage now. Mm -hmm. It's, it's uh, so, but it's funny enough, like my skin is black, but I am never called here to play like a black character because mm -hmm. I don't ha like, I feel, I've always said I feel like an Oreo cookie because <laughs> I have black skin, but I was raised in a white family. I speak French. I don't have a, the American culture. I cannot speak, um, how do you call it, urban? <laughs> I have not, like, you speak better urban than me. Like, I don't know how to do that. So, right. a lot, you know, and even here, when they call, when they write a black part, they have something in mind. Mm -hmm. And 99% of the time, I'm not that. Mm. <laughs> So I'm showing up and they're like, oh, this, this is not, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. So, so my way in now is more like when they're open-minded or they're calling me for me. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of my position in Canada is that it's a smaller market and I'm a bigger name. So I have an audition there in like 15 years. It's straight offers. And so... It's completely different because a lot of the times um, the writers are writing the part for me. It's a completely different reality. And they're hiring, hiring the actor, not mm -hmm. the envelope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Uh, what I bring to the table with my sensibility, that's mm -hmm. what they're hiring. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not at that place here quite yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. I mean, yeah, when they have... No, no, I very rarely have straight offers here. Really? Very rarely, yeah. Wow, they still make you work for it. I still, they still <laughs> make me work for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and finally, last well, question. Who did you think, Rory? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yes. Should have ended up oh, with, and um, why? I mean, that's an important question. Well, I am very good friends with Jared Pedalecki. <laughs> and and because he's such a good guy, and he was a good. Did he cheat on her? What did he do? Yeah. Oh, he did. Oh. No, he did. Oh. 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 Then he's good. Then he would have been. Sorry. Yeah. He would have been my pick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last, but this not is least. the last question. Mm -hmm. This is from Why. Uh, sorry, Ryan Williams. Yeah. What story are you most interested in telling? Now. Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. Hmm. There's stories that will put in light um, people situations, realities that we're not used to see. I like to give the stage to the, un, I just, okay, so I'm gonna explain it that way. I just co-hosted, not co-hosted, it's called Canada Reads. It's a show about literature in Canada. And they, every year, it's a big thing. The Prime Minister of Canada, 
have been part of that show 10 years ago, just to show you the level mm-hmm. of it. And they invite five Canadians that are known in their field, and you defend a book uh, live on TV mm-hmm. for a week, and every day you eliminate a book, and there's a big winner. So I defended the book, but my book ended up not winning, but the other book that I was championing, because once your book is eliminated, you have to champion one of the remaining books. And I championed a book about the the war in Syria. Mm. And they they were all great books. But I feel and I felt in my defense of the book, the book, the book was beautifully written, but we... We, we have this insane war that has been going on for years. Half a million people have been killed. And we know, we know very little, and no one cares. Mm. And I felt that there was another book about the Holocaust, and I was telling the, 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 the gentleman who was defending it, I was like, obviously the Holocaust is awful, but we're very aware of what happened there. Mm-hmm. And this new war is still happening mm-hmm. and we're not talking about it. And I felt like it need, the, the, that voice needed to be heard. Mm-hmm. So any voice that has not been heard or, or characters or um, <laughs> that, that uh, can be championed and defended, I feel, uh, I feel that it's an important story that needs to be told. Does that answer the? It's a great. I think answer. that's an amazing yeah. answer. And I think it's I think it's art that can make a difference. Right. In right. that case, very much. Yeah. yeah. And it does yeah. make change. Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. That's the beauty that's of it. That's a perfect answer. Yeah. All right. Well, we ended on the last question, and we're out of time, so oh, that's okay. perfect. Wow. Um, so Yannick, once again, thank you thank so you. much You're for being here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast. We want to be able to bring you more episodes like this one, but we can only do that with your support. So please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to Speak LA, the podcast. And for more information on Speak LA, go to ispeakla.com. That's ispeakla.com. This episode of Speak LA, the podcast was sponsored by Actors Connection. Actors Connection is a professional development company for actors of all ages and levels with complimentary resources, seminars, masterclasses taught by directors and casting directors, and the best agent showcases in town. For more information about programs in LA, New York, and Atlanta, go to actorsconnection.com. Our sound engineer is the very talented Dan Leonard of homevoiceoverstudio.com. My name is Camille thornton Olson, And I'm Jen Jostin, and we are the founders of Speak LA. Find us at ispeakla.com. See you next time.